Testing, one, two, three. Test, test, testing. There we go, it's tracking levels again. Let's see if I duck. Do you need, do you need me to fix it? How would you possibly fix what I can't? I'll fix it. Unless you're gonna throw my computer out the window. Not out of the question. It's true. Especially with the internet connection here. I'm sorry, but this episode is too important. I need some chocolate in my coffee. Is that how that works? Day one of quarantine. Hershey's syrup in my coffee. You crazy? I don't eat Hershey's syrup in my coffee. Day two. Day two. Load it up. Come on. Let's go. It's extra special dark Hershey's. Day two. How many points is that Hershey's? On Weight Watchers? Day nine. Just put it on top of my croissant. I don't care. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. Woo! This has been a lot, huh? <laughs> a lot has happened in a very short period of time. Okay, so uh, before I suppose we say anything, well, so this is episode 51, mm-hmm. and what we're talking about is stay home, stay healthy. That's what everyone's thinking about. Or stay calm, don't freak out. Yeah, but stay home, stay healthy is the, mm-hmm. the Washington brand of shelter in there place. There you go, yeah. So, not, not shelter in place. That's for shootings. Right, but San Francisco called it shelter in place. I know. Everybody calls it something different, which makes it that much harder for everyone to follow what's exactly going on. Are you on lockdown? Are you on shelter in place? Are you on stay home, stay healthy? Are those the same thing? Are they different things? What does it mean? Find out all that and more on this week's... (laughs) Episode 51, Critical Path. So first of all, I hope everyone is healthy, everyone is staying well, everyone is uh, managing this as well as you can. I know this is hard for everyone. And I think everybody has a different position, a different opinion, a different fear level, a different sense of is this really a big deal or not? Well, I think... Fear levels are starting to even out mm-hmm. across the board. It's just, are you afraid of getting sick mm-hmm. or someone that you love getting sick? Are you afraid of what's going to happen to your business? Are you afraid of what's going to happen to our economy? So it's the vector that's different. I, I feel like there's probably not a lot of people left who are just not worried about anything at mm-hmm. this point. <laughs> I think it's fair to say we're all worried about something. Everybody has something. Everybody has something. So... We are going to talk about a lot of things on this episode, but when we talk about current events and current news, one of the things that's challenging is that everything is changing sometimes every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. New news comes out, someone else speaks, someone else has something to say. Every day feels like it's at least a whole week, if not a year. It's true. Someone said, March 2020 is going to be a really long decade. That's right. So... Whenever you're listening to this, things may have changed. So all of the information about current events should be taken with a grain of salt. However, we wanted to start with some things that just stay true. Mm -hmm. So first of all is the heading of of a LinkedIn post that Jason posted today, which is stay calm, don't freak out. I think the uh, tribal reaction to situations like this are to make big brash changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sort of like the, the fight or flight mentality where, where people will just do something uh, extreme because they feel like that is what it's going to take to fix it. But the problem is that they didn't necessarily think through what their actions would mean before they did it. So if you know that you can't afford to make payroll now, mm-hmm. and or you, fear that you won't, or fear that you won't, and just immediately start firing people. A hard part about where we're at right now is this is not business as usual. Mm -hmm. Nothing about this moment in time is normal. So the point is, it's not time to panic. It's not time to make fast decisions based on our own personal fear. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this is kind of like the conversation about the evictions days that are happening everywhere right now. So there are pauses, holds, 
set down by the state, I think, if not Seattle. It's, I think it's Seattle. It's it, it's dependent, right? Mm-hmm. So some states, some cities. Yeah. Uh, are, are basically postponing any eviction that would happen at this point in time. That means that it's a different situation that we're in. So right? if you can't pay your rent, it doesn't mean it's fine and you don't ever have to pay your rent, mm-hmm. but it means not paying your rent in March is going to look different than if you hadn't paid your rent in January. Right. So if It's going to look different. If you've paid your rent for or made your mortgage payment for every month of your life, except for this one, this is going to be treated differently than other times. So it's important that we treat our decisions differently than other times, mm-hmm. that we take a minute that we breathe deep, that we look at how we can solve these problems in a way that is different than how we might normally solve it. And and that we try to analyze this problem differently than we would all of the problems that we've gone through before, Mm -hmm. because this calls for a different solution. Uh, So there are some people who have already started layoffs. Some of our clients have already started that. Uh, If they were not the right fit for the organization without respect to this, Fantastic. Now is a good time to uh, cut people. Re- reduction of force, right? That that were not working out anyway. Yep, that's that. Sh- but in a lot of ways, that should have happened that anyway. Should have happened before. However, we should take caution before we just start letting people loose without understanding the impacts that that's going to have. Absolutely. So I know that in your history, you've seen it done differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in uh, 2008, I worked for Lee Scratcher Lewis, and it was uh, we were going down the spiral of the Great Recession, and they were like much many other construction companies were letting swaths of people go uh, quickly. Uh, they would they would in many cases, construction companies or businesses would just tell people to box up their stuff and and get the fudge out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Lewis took a different approach in many cases where they said, uh, we would like to keep you all as employees, but we just can't afford to pay you. Mm -hmm. That was a, that was a weird situation where, well, they want to keep us, but they just don't have any jobs to put us on. And, if we happen, they said, if we get the next job, then we'll put everybody back to work. Uh, but that was a that was a different take to a very big problem mm-hmm. because if you think about what that does to the culture and the morale, well, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of put out that we're not going to get paid. Well, and a lot of people can't afford to just sit around and yeah. not get paid. And that was my response. That I, was us. I'm I'm the breadwinner for a family of four. At that time, uh, I can't afford to work for free, so I have to find something that mm-hmm. that will pay the bills. Uh, but that was a much different message that was sent as opposed to everybody get out. Yep. And if you think about what that does to the morale of the team, the morale of the people who are left behind or stay behind, mm-hmm. uh, if, if the company walks in and just axes people without regard and without feeling they there's no reason why they would treat you any differently Mm -hmm. and you start to feel differently about their leadership however if they walk in and say look guys there's no work uh, or we have a two-week break or we have a four-week vacation it's a mandated vacation Mm -hmm. it's an unpaid vacation Uh, that is a very different message than if we just start firing people out of fear because then when the economy returns or or if and when it does to to whatever extent it will uh we have all of these people who we've burned who we've hurt uh that we didn't even necessarily intend to do that Mm -hmm. it's just what our gut told us to do and we did it with with our animal brain without thinking Mm -hmm. well and i think a lot of in a lot of cases we see companies that have office workers who can work from home who can work remotely, who still have things they can get done. They can still be productive. And the companies can continue to pay those Mm -hmm. people. And then we have a lot of field workers who cannot do their job in any way, shape, or form remotely. Yeah. And companies who... There are places where they they could improve, they could take classes, they could prepare for the next project. There are things that they could do, but principally, 
let's say 95% of all of the productive work that they're being paid to do is impossible. It's work that they can't do. Yeah. So again, I think that right now uh, we try to steer clear of political discussions, Mm -hmm. but the truth is I would still say in the interest of keeping the industry together, if you can pay those people, you should. Yeah. You should. Because things are going to come out of the works. Again, I'm not someone who has a bunch of faith that we're all going to just be taken care of. But if we pull together in ways, we will get through this better and stronger. So if that's an option for you, I I urge you to do that. Mm -hmm. However, that's not an option for everyone. Mm -hmm. Some of us just can't continue to pay the field if we don't have money coming in the door. Mm -hmm. And eventually, we'll all get there. So in our office building, uh, one of our neighbors is Bartel Drug. And is it Bartel or Metro? Metro. Metro. So Metro Market... uh, in, in the beginning of this, they had a work from home policy where they said everybody had to go work from home uh, except one team member for each team would come into work and they would all balance their schedules. Was two from each team. Was it two they, from each team? Their workspaces mm-hmm. were big enough that yep. they said two people can be there and still be six feet apart. So the, the direction was that they wanted a, the smallest number of people for each team that could keep the team moving Mm -hmm. uh, while reducing the number of people in the building at any one time. Mm -hmm. But the other facet of that that they didn't necessarily talk about was the idea that that a lot of people had kids or Mm -hmm. or folks that they had to care for, uh, that 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 safety net or that that, uh, service went away for them. Kids were out of school now. And so what that, that directive did indirectly was gave the teams the ability to self-balance based on whose kids needed what, based but, on individual family situations. But you're still talking about office employees I who am. have the ability to work remotely. I am. And so to get back to that point, uh, the, the reason why I brought that up is we should be taking that more comprehensive approach even with our field workers when we're talking about it, it's not just a pay them 100% or not pay them anything at all. There's a lot of gray area and creativity uh, that, that we could add to the conversation in between, where we could issue partial payments, we could sit down as a team and have a discussion, well, this is what we can afford to put up from the company level, mm-hmm. uh, who has the greatest need, what can we do to make this serve the team mm-hmm. uh, to get through this length of time. It Absolutely. doesn't necessarily have to be a draconian approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, All or nothing. Of, or management uh, team. Mm-hmm. You can definitely take more of an open-handed approach to this. these are the problems that we're all going through. Does anybody have an emergency mm-hmm. uh, that, that you need help with specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important to understand that there is very much a differentiation right now. The world is in a weird place because our bills that we have to pay every month there's like we talked about with rent and mortgages there's Mm -hmm. going to be a little bit of room with that Mm -hmm. Uh, most of us who if we've been keeping up with our bills regularly and now we miss a payment for something it's not going to be the end of the world that's something that we have a little time a lot of those office workers we know are in a place where they are not yet worried about whether or not they can feed their family Mm -hmm. they have house full of groceries we we have team members who span the difference between they own their home and they don't have a, a, a payment a payment at yeah. all. Or you could have people who are separated from their spouses and living in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And if they don't make that payment for the hotel for the night or, or what have you, then they're out that night. So it's just the purpose of having the conversation to understand uh, where are we at as a team, as a family, mm-hmm. and what can we do to weather the storm. But I guess what I'm getting at is there is a line in the sand where some people right now Mm -hmm. are worried about the big picture. Mm -hmm. They're worried because they're looking at the world and they're going, in a month or two, I'm going to have to start worrying. Other people are immediately worried. They don't have food now Mm -hmm. and they don't know how they're going to have food tomorrow. There are all of the school sites. I don't know about all the school sites. There are several school sites in Seattle right now. public schools. Public schools Mm -hmm. where they are offering lunch for kids. Yeah. Any kids can just show up and get lunch because there are families who don't have enough to eat right Mm -hmm. now. So it's important to think about with our teams, who is in that place? Mm -hmm. Who is afraid of whether they can make it through the next 24 hours? And how can we help 
them, Mm -hmm. whether that's giving them just a little bit of money. Another thought we even had is you could even go to Costco Mm -hmm. and buy a bunch of staple food supplies, put them at the office Mm -hmm. and just let everyone know that it's there. So if you think about the, the weird way that, that capitalism works, uh, and, and as it relates to purchasing power, if you go to the gas station and you buy a, a gallon of milk, you're going to pay what four or five dollars for a gallon of milk mm-hmm. as opposed Six. to right yeah uh, as opposed to when you buy in bigger bulk in bigger quantities mm-hmm. that cost goes down so if anybody goes to Costco or or buys in bulk from from uh, uh, restaurant supply outfits or what have you you can buy uh, much more product than you'd ever need individually mm-hmm. but you can get a much better rate so a suggestion is if you have anybody or people on your team who are short of food or there's that concern uh, that they're living that close to the line, if you as the, the company owner or manager just went to Costco mm-hmm. and bought a whole slew of stuff that, that would meet uh, dietary needs and just brought it into the office or to the shop and said, if anybody needs anything, you know, even if we're, we're on, you're on mandatory vacation, if we can't afford to pay you this week, whatever that looks like, then you know that your people are still getting fed. And I feel like in, in situations like this, uh, this is where your, your character is revealed mm-hmm. more than any other time. It's, it's not that it makes you the person that you are, but it, it proves it to the people who are around you and it, it shows your character. This is what people will remember. Mm-hmm. So how you how you react to the situation and whether or not you actually lead in a way that you're proud of, uh, this is how you forge the bonds with your team that you don't typically have the opportunity to forge. Mm-hmm. This is this is a unique opportunity that that folks need to pay attention to, and I wouldn't say take advantage of, uh, but do their part. Do your part. Be the leader that that the people who work for you deserve. Absolutely. Well, we talk about managing like you parent, mm-hmm. parent, parenting like you manage. And I think the truth is right now everyone can probably associate who has kids mm-hmm. with the fact that we're nervous, we're worried. Some of us could even say we're outright afraid. But we still have to think about our kids Mm -hmm. and we still have to put them first and we still have to do what we can to give them normalcy, to give them the things that they need. Mm -hmm. And the same is true at work. We're afraid of what's going to happen to our business tomorrow, but we need to remember to continue to be leaders today. Mm -hmm. People need you today. Uh, in, In my LinkedIn post about this topic, I had said when Lewis was letting everybody go, um, if they were feeling crazy at the top, nobody at the bottom knew it. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody was aware that they were feeling the chaos. Uh, they, they were managing the chaos and they were leading from the top. Mm-hmm. And they were leading in a way that did the most people the most good. And I still carry that with me 12 years later. Mm-hmm. So in the interest of looking out for each other and being in this together, uh, we had a full schedule mm-hmm. of training and coaching and work all that good stuff and as you can imagine that schedule pretty much just went away it's all Poof. on pause Poof. or Everything delayed on pause. or postponed all of the work that mm-hmm. we do so we have some good free time here we do yeah uh, and and we'll spend we'll talk a little in a bit about how some of the ways that we've spent that mm-hmm. but the truth is that we took that moment and we said well we're going to need to figure this out Uh, But we already had a trip, a spring break trip with our kids on the books. So travel is a faux pas right now. Mm -hmm. But we were driving to a cabin where we are right now. On Orcas Island. On Orcas Island where we encountered no one on our trip. Mm -hmm. And we have really encountered no one since we've been here. Uh, We are self-isolated. So we felt that it was still okay to take the trip. And made the decision that we'd use this time to figure out what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. And we heard from ABC of Western Washington, uh, maybe one day into our trip. Actually, I think it was on the way, (laughs) on the way out here. Uh, And ABC is thinking along the same lines as we are, Mm -hmm. that how can we help people stick together during quarantine and while everyone is so afraid. 
And what ABC wanted to do was to work with us and put together a forum for people to remote in and be able to talk to one another about how we're solving all these problems, what we're doing, and just to have some peers to be able to associate with. Well, and I I think one of the biggest values that ABC provides and that we help provide is the curation of information. So there's so much news, there's so much information out there that is tough to parse to get your head around, understanding what it means for me, uh, Mm -hmm. what it means for my business, that the, the purpose of the forum will be to help parse some of that information, translate Uh, give some recommendations, and then give people the opportunity to talk, Mm -hmm. give people the opportunity to interact with each other. And so it's going to come live, our our first forum, this Thursday, uh, March 26th at 1 p.m. So go ahead and go to our website if you need a sign-up link. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's right on our our homepage. And uh, we'll have a link to it in the podcast show notes as well. And Uh, Thursdays thereafter, every Thursday at 1 until... Such time Until as we decide notice. it's not needed. Yep. <laughs> Till further notice. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking a little more about that later, but that's yeah. another another kind of piece of how we're trying to stick together right now. Uh, and, and we're also going to be rolling out a whole battery of remote training. So mm-hmm. if your people are working or... or <laughs> under forced vacation at home, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be providing some opportunity to have some remote training that we don't typically offer. But in this special case, I think that it's appropriate that people have something to do to better themselves without just going crazy. Absolutely. So more on that, I think we're gonna probably do a whole episode about what we're doing in Mm -hmm. terms of that as soon as we figure out what we're doing in terms of that. Uh, So in, in the construction sense though, when we're dealing with this type of crisis, it's critically important that everybody is documenting what's happening. Uh, So documenting your impacts, documenting schedule impacts, whether or not you were directed to uh, do work out of sequence or you were unable to complete work due to insufficient uh, manpower. Your people are sick and they, they can't make it in or you're working with partial force or partial shift or mixed shift. Any way that you are impacted by what's happening right now, you need to keep track of it. And you so need to put it on paper. Simply put, that just looks like a daily diary entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just write down who showed up, who didn't show up, what happened, what didn't happen. Don't lose yourself to this, but just take a couple of minutes every morning, every afternoon, and, and capture what happened. And so this is going to be <laughs> litigated for many, many years. Yes. Uh, however, the, the closest uh, impact type that we're working with here would be Act of God. And so stereotypically, Act of God is, is dealt with as excusable, uh, but not compensable. And that means that you're permitted to have more time, but they're not, the owners aren't going to pay you more money for the same work. Um, but regardless, it's critically important that you understand what your impact is. And many of the small business loans that are out there and small business grants coming from the state and, and FEMA uh, are looking for your calculation mm-hmm. of your impact and when did it start. And guess what? If you you haven't tracked it, it's going to be very tough to come up with or produce or, or prove in that case. You can't go back and get it. Absolutely. So whether it's to defend yourself uh, later mm-hmm. in, in court action that happens as a result of what's happening right now, whether it's to get the help that you need to keep your people going, there are a lot of reasons why this is good information to have. And the truth is, you're not ever going to be sorry that mm-hmm. you tracked it. If you take 15 minutes every day and write down in a notepad, in one note, however you want to do it, take 15 minutes and keep track of how your business is being affected by this crisis Mm -hmm. every single day. You will never say, oh, I wish (laughs) I never took those 15 minutes. (laughs) If only I spent less time documenting what happened. If only I didn't document this. Just do it and you may have reason to be glad that you did. Yeah, Uh, and so up until recently, uh, we've had conversations with clients uh, who have been being forced to show up to work and complete work uh, and maintain schedules. And uh, I I had a conversation just the other day where I had said, this is crazy. If you think that that what's happening in the world right now uh, doesn't justify a schedule impact, 
<laughs> and and doesn't entitle you to more time, I don't know what does. Yep. I mean, this is akin to more like the the building catching on fire mm-hmm. and and the contractors expecting you to work on it than any other example I could come up with. Yep. Uh, so it's it's critically important that if you have reduced manpower or if the state tells you that your work is non-critical, like they may just have uh, yesterday. We're talking uh, about that in a minute. Yep. Then it's important that you communicate that to your clients and you communicate that that the health and well-being of your team is is paramount, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to make sure that you're, you're standing up for your rights. Absolutely. And if you need help with that, let me know. Let us know. We, yep. we do have time. <laughs> we do have time. And actually, another thing that I'd like to say here, I try yeah. not to let this be an ad for us, mm-hmm. uh, but it is true that just like everyone else, we need to keep our doors open. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are nervous about anything, mm-hmm. you are worried about how you're going to handle these things, you need help, call us. Because we don't start charging you money the instant you call us. Mm-hmm. You call us, you talk to us. Yeah. Uh, we just like talking to people. It's true. Yeah. And then if we start talking about something that's going to involve our time to an extent that that it looks like something that we'll want to invoice for, we'll let you know that. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know what it looks like and we'll let you make that decision. Yeah. So feel free to call us right now. We're just doing everything we can to talk to people mm-hmm. and help people through this. Yeah. So call us. Yeah. Uh, so I guess last couple of points about tracking impacts. Uh, you want to make sure that you have access to to your contract schedules and make sure that you're documenting kind of the as built of what happened. So where are we at in with regards to the contract schedule, and how many days, how many hours of impacts have we experienced? Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, what does that do to where our completion date should fall? after this crisis is over. So mm-hmm. we need to just make sure we're documenting that stuff, uh, keeping notes, taking photos, uh, and and I think that we'll all be okay when we get to the other side. Uh, so one of the big pieces of news that came out for Washington was that last night, uh, it was what, 5.30 or so? Yeah, 5.30. On March 23rd, uh, Jay Inslee issued the uh, new order that was stay home, stay healthy. Stay home, stay healthy. And actually, before we before we go into this, mm-hmm. I wanted to just have a shout out to a few different sources sure. of information yeah. that we've been really relying on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we work a lot, you know, with ABC Western Washington, and the current chair of ABC Western Washington is Jason Wandler, yep. who is a part of. Oh, I hope I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. Oles, Morrison, Rinker, and Baker. Yep. And uh, their firm has been really helpful in parsing a lot of this information and putting that information out into the world. Mm -hmm. So they've got a great page at www.oles.com. You can go there if you want to read some of this information for yourself. And I would absolutely recommend that you contact them if Mm -hmm. you don't currently have a good lawyer to help walk you through some of these finer points. Yeah. Uh, shout out to ABC Western Washington, of course, because they are putting out a lot of great information, doing a lot to really help all of their members, mm-hmm. but also everyone who's not a member mm-hmm. to understand how to get their heads around this. Yeah. And well, and I think they're they're performing a great pivot here in providing value to the members uh, because they had all of these great forums and all of these great opportunities set up, and then everything is thrown into the air, and they're quickly pivoting to, to move those to virtual space and finding mm-hmm. facilitators to head those up. Uh, so we're excited to be be a partner there. Absolutely. And MCS, mm-hmm. uh, which so Mechanical Travis, and Control Services. Mechanical and Control Services. Uh, Travis Hall is the president over there and mm-hmm. is also the chair of the uh, was PDC. The PDC Council. Yeah. I think they're now calling it the Safety Council. Um, but the council at ABC Western Washington yeah. who is working with us on this. And uh, we just really appreciate the leadership that Travis has at ABC mm-hmm. and at his company MCS yeah. and wanted to shout out to them as a, a great example of uh, being a leader as a company mm-hmm. in this time and not just as a person within your own company. Yeah, well, being a leader for for the industry. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So just to give you a little context of where we are, because again, like we said, things are changing so quickly that depending on when you listen to this, if we say, 
oh, we recorded this on Tuesday morning. You are not even going to know what Tuesday morning was mm-hmm. in the scope of things. So it was. I'm trying to remember what Tuesday morning was. I know. It was like three weeks ago. Someone on Twitter said, well, here we go. Let's start Tuesday or as it's now known, day. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Working from home. Kind yeah. of lose track. We call it Lord's Day. Lord's Day. So last night at 530, the much anticipated... Uh, quote-unquote lockdown order, Mm -hmm. stay home, stay healthy, uh, was announced. And it was a couple hours later, so then after that was announced, everybody was on bated breath waiting for the list of essential services to come out, basically saying which industries are still going to be working and which ones are going to be staying home. Whose lives get turned upside down. Right. So a couple hours later, that list came out. We read the list. We made kind of our own pass at Mm -hmm. what we thought of it. And then we waited for this morning to hear back on what uh, a legal other, interpretation was. Yep, what the legal interpretation was so mm-hmm. that we could make sure that we were uh, in the right place. Mm-hmm. So that's another important point right now for you to realize is we spend a lot of our time researching, understanding information and material. We're good at knowing where to go, mm-hmm. what to read, who to talk to, who to talk to, mm-hmm. how to interpret that information. And happy to help people with that through this podcast. Mm -hmm. However, we're not lawyers. Not attorneys. We're not attorneys. uh, And everything that we say you should take with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. as someone who is in the same boat as you Mm -hmm. and helping to interpret this stuff together. Yep. Uh, And and I think that we can provide context as it relates to many different construction pieces that even some attorneys can. However, uh, this is not legal advice. This is advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So what the essential services are with respect to construction mm-hmm. are construction relating to public works. Mm-hmm. And uh, public works. So if you think about what are the core services that, that would make the most sense that have to keep functioning, public mm-hmm. works is kind of at the, the center of it. So. Uh, anything supporting civics, anything supporting infrastructure, anything supporting plumbing, drainage. You have to keep trash off the street and out of your garbage can. You have to keep rats from from gathering because gotta that have, spreads more disease. Got to have water if we want everyone to wash their hands. Yeah, you got to have water. You got to have power. Uh, you have to have all of these uh, critical pieces. Um, and, and so then that comes into to play with the agriculture, timber, electricity, oil, uh, and highways, etc. Um, and then with residential, you're permitted to have uh, emergency repairs, uh, things that need structural repair. So if your building is at threat, if it's going to fall down, or if there's something wrong with it that that needs emergency service, of course it makes sense that 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 would be deemed an essential service. So there are a lot of ways to interpret this, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of gray area, and we're still kind of waiting out what the state is really going to do when it Mm -hmm. comes to this. So what we're hearing, though, immediately, is pretty much everyone is just going ahead and assuming that they fall into essential services. Yeah. Well, buildings... Buildings got to have these things, and we put these things on buildings. It's got to have new siding. Right. Does it? Does it? So one of the things that that we are, uh, the way that that we are sort of conservatively interpreting this is, Mm -hmm. does it relate to the health and safety of the people inside? Yeah. And if it does, you may do that work Mm -hmm. and only that work. So if you have to go in and, and... cover up a hole Mm -hmm. that is currently in the ceiling so that people don't get rained on, you can cover that hole. Mm -hmm. However, can you then continue also working on the things around the hole? Mm -hmm. And again, the way that we're interpreting this is no. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't relate to the health and safety of the people inside, it is not essential at this point. Well, and and typically when you permit work, you have to indicate, is this an emergency? Uh, because there are emergency permit processes. Mm-hmm. Is this a structural emergency? Is this structural in nature? Mm-hmm. You have to permit it, permit it as such. So and you could argue that almost anything you do is affecting the structure, right? Because no. you say, well, hang on. Because <laughs> you say siding yes. protects oh, the protects structure. Sure. Without siding, eventually the structure will fail. Yep. That's not emergency structural work. Right. It's different. It's, yeah, it's not emergency uh, structural work. Uh, 
other other items, a big one is communication. So communication falls into essential services, IT, uh, communication, and it makes mm-hmm. sense why that's the case. Because Absolutely. especially in this situation, communication between uh, citizens is more important than ever. The cabin that we are currently recording from, <laughs> uh, it is it is generally we consider it a feature, not a bug, that mm-hmm. there is almost no phone or internet service here. It's great with a couple of teenage kids if you want them to sit around and play board games with you all night. Yeah. That if you, you want them to put away their phones and you didn't make them do it. Yep. It's great. However, what we're discovering mm-hmm. is it's really hard to keep abreast of what's going on when you don't have access to that critical communication. So keeping that stuff running is in the interest of everyone right now. So then from the interpretation of uh, Oles Morrison, uh, their position is that that work on work for companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, any of the, the critical companies that are in the IT sector, then those would be deemed as critical. Uh, you could have a conversation about whether or not it's critical if they have a new upgraded lounge Mm-hmm. Uh, or or wine bar or what have you, uh, but you're clearly into that gray area. Yes. Instead well, of instead of being clearly out of it. Well, and the way that this stuff has again been generally interpreted thus far, uh, it's just like in the same way that we're about to talk about the fact that if you're doing essential work, that doesn't mean just go ahead and throw everybody on that project. Yep. It needs to be essential people. Only. That's a different animal. And in the same way. If you're doing essential work, it doesn't necessarily mean everything at Amazon is automatically essential work. Everything at at Microsoft is automatically essential work. Uh, I I do think that there is some amount of thinking about what are we doing and how is it impacting. So I think that uh, in the same stance, they say critical manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So you could what argue is critical manufacturing? that Boeing would be mm-hmm. because we need airplanes yeah. and airplane parts. Commercial airplanes? <laughs> I don't know. However, yeah. Boeing actually suspended all Puget Sound operations. Yeah. So I think that even within work that we could be doing, we're seeing some of these big companies make some decisions yeah. about what work they are doing, and it's worth looking at that and thinking about it. Yeah, and other pieces that are, are in play as it relates to construction and are deemed essential are things like uh, public utility, uh, SDOT, uh, Department of Defense, um, any military work. So any anything that, that is critical to the survival of mankind. Uh, if you're working on a hospital project, if you're working on healthcare, or even building retirement facilities, uh, you could be deemed as essential, your, your project would. Uh, and then also another big one is HVAC. And, and plumbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by, by the read of essential services, if you're in HVAC, then you are pretty safe. I verify that with your attorney and what have you, but uh, it, it seems like HVAC work will continue. Keeping and, people warm. Yeah, it's or important. cool or, or ventilated or what have you. Yeah. Um, so. However, again, I think it's important that we give the advice. Mm-hmm. I know everyone is looking at it like, we're afraid that we aren't going to survive mm-hmm. uh, as a business, and we need to just shove through everything that we can. And I understand that feeling, but it's also important to remember that right now, every step that we can take to keep things quiet for a minute. I, I read a really great analogy where they said uh, someone's. It was a writer that I read, and he said I had pneumonia last year, mm-hmm. and they told me that once I started to feel a little better. I was going to want to get up and get around, mm-hmm. but that I had to stay down for a month yep. because otherwise I would immediately get sick again. Yeah. I had to stay down for a month. And he said, what this is like is it's like the whole country has pneumonia right now. Yeah. And we really need to sit tight and we really need to hang in there because that's how we are going to get through this in mm-hmm. the end. And the quicker we push and the more we push to get people out there, the more that we're going to risk this running through our whole team and our whole crew and crippling our business in a whole different way. Yeah. Well, and I think that uh, there are folks who are really stoic about this and and think that they're not going to get sick. However, pretty much everybody knows or lives with or is related to somebody who fits into this at-risk category. Uh, So whether it's your grandma who who lives in the basement, uh, whether it's your your mother-in-law, whether it's your wife or your husband or or maybe a, a child with a 
medical condition. Um, everybody is related to somebody who who is higher risk than not. Even and, somebody who seems strong and healthy. And while I am always a proponent of pushing construction forward, it's critically important that uh, that we do this thoughtfully, that we make sure that we're not taking unnecessary risk and that we're uh, taking every reasonable precaution that we can to to minimize the spread and carry of, of the disease. And you'll hear a lot, you'll hear as we go through however long we're going to be talking about this, mm -hmm. uh, Jason is very much on the side of keeping work moving, which is good sense, but you'll hear me on the other side of that because I have rheumatoid arthritis mm -hmm. and I am someone who is vulnerable to this. I get pneumonia on an almost yearly basis uh, from regular viruses, so mm -hmm. it is definitely in my best interest that I don't get this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's important to remember as you look at the world around you that the people who are vulnerable, they don't always look obviously mm -hmm. like people who are vulnerable. So if you have some work that uh, that is exempt um, and, and you're permitted to keep working and, and you have people coming in and, and doing their jobs, it's important that we realize that this is not business as usual. It doesn't just mean keep doing what you've been doing before COVID-19 was a thing. So you need to make sure that only the, the essential people are working. So similar to the Metro Market discussion uh, where they had only two team members in at any one time, they're trying to reduce the spread and reduce the, the number of people uh, in any one place at one time. I know that GLY put out a requirement that said that uh, they would have no more than 10 people in one place at one time. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, that was weeks it ago. feels like years ago. Uh, but, ago. But the idea is that we should not be approaching this issue um, like it's just a normal day. We need to make sure that people can do their jobs while remaining six feet apart mm -hmm. from one another. We need to keep following the same regulations that have been going around for a while now about uh, keeping surfaces clean, mm -hmm. hand washing, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think we need to, to treat this just like it's any other hazard. So if, if we were dealing with flammable chemicals, there would be a step in your job hazard analysis to protect against that is I, I use the example of imagine if there's this giant hole that opens up in your in the middle of your job site and there's no guardrail around it would we just continue would we just keep working mm -hmm. if if somebody falls into that hole there's a, a fair chance that they're going to die and if you have to stop work mm -hmm. in order to figure out how this process is going to work understand the best way to keep your people safe make everyone aware of that and then get back to work yep that's a reasonable thing to do yeah well it just and like if, and if, well i don't know yeah I if mean, it compensable were, yep if, the, if this were just like any other risk it would be okay to stop and pause and assess and implement and then proceed mm -hmm. um, and there are a number of things that we can do to help protect against that, like starting or staggering uh, working times. Mm -hmm. So we can stagger crew times where we basically split up into a morning, mm -hmm. midday, night shift so that the number of people working on site is reduced overall. Uh, you can uh, um, bring in bottled water instead of water stations. So mm -hmm. we're reducing the number of places where people are exposed to the same things. Uh, use practices where we're wiping down our tools uh, before, during, and after every shift. Mm -hmm. uh, things like uh, adding hand-washing stations, um, limiting the, the use of lifts or, or having practices for that, uh, implementing a 100% glove policy that, mm -hmm. that folks are using gloves uh, unless it creates an unsafe condition. Yeah. And Things like uh, having safety meetings and job site meetings that are virtual or on your phone. Mm -hmm. And it can feel silly to have like FaceTime or, or Teams or something on your phone, uh, even when you're on the same job site. But it could make more sense Absolutely. Uh, in, in this strange, strange time that we live in. And I think, too, if you are an office worker who's working remotely, getting some kind of a video connection to mm -hmm. your people, again, even if that's just through your phone, through their phones, 
uh, so that you can keep an eye on whether someone is actually well enough to be at work. Yeah. Because something else we're hearing from a lot of people is that even though we're telling everyone not to show up sick, people are getting sick and they're afraid of what it will do to them if they can't work and so they show up sick anyway. Yeah. And keeping tabs on that and keeping an eye on that and being able to see if someone doesn't look well mm-hmm. is valuable and important right now and we need to keep sick people at home empowering the supervisors to be able to send people home if they believe the worker doesn't feel well mm-hmm. right whether it's with pay or without pay you can sort that out but it's more important that we're keeping the folks at work who appear to be healthy mm-hmm. safe i was just reading that uh, there's a system now right now in china where they're still on lockdown uh, where they're getting their temperatures taken everywhere they go, mm-hmm. and then you get some kind of a green like wristband mm-hmm. if your temperature is okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we aren't there yeah. right now, and maybe we won't get there. But that's kind of the the mindset we want to have is if anyone on any job site even looks sick, mm-hmm. send them home. Yeah. Uh, so. What does it mean if if we're not exempt? What does it mean if we're not permitted to proceed? If, mm-hmm. if we're in violation of state law, what do we do then? Yep, that is a good question. So again, obviously we have some office work that can be done remotely, but if all of our projects are stopped, even that will dry up pretty quickly. Uh, so I think a good example of some of the things we can do, and again, I understand the the fear and the need mm-hmm. to generate profit, mm-hmm. but uh, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. We spent an entire week rebuilding our website, yeah. which we had meant to do for a long time. For it was years, important work. Yeah. It's good work yeah. that we were always too busy to do, yeah. and we did that. And we've been changing over our accounting software. Mm-hmm. When we get home from Orcas Island, I think we're going to finish that up. So I would, as a, a business owner, take a couple of minutes to come up with a list of the things that you've always intended to do what were the Mm -hmm. the projects that you meant to to complete what were the projects that you've always wanted to take on but haven't had the time or the resources that everybody's just been too busy so stuff like marketing stuff can be great Mm -hmm. but also don't write off stuff that's more integral to your processes and the way that you make money so if this is taking all of those estimating Mm -hmm. Excel sheets that everybody across the team is using that are all different and causing all this mess, and we take all of them and put them in one bucket Mm -hmm. and and build some new estimating Excel sheet, that's an awesome use of this time. And when can we normally do that? Like we had talked about earlier, we're going to be offering uh, remote training. And one of the comments that we hear more often than not is more often than any other is I don't have time for time management. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to improve my time management practices, which is crazy. It's a crazy thing to say. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to get better at the way that I manage my time. Mm -hmm. If you've ever had time to find (laughs) a way to better manage your time, it's now. It's now. You have time. So there are lots of resources for training and Mm -hmm. you can absolutely have people just running through all kinds of training. Uh, You know, there's Mm lynda.com, but also like Jason said, we are also gonna be offering remote training, which if you know us at all, you know that's a little bit unusual Mm -hmm. for us. We normally are not willing to do remote training because we feel like getting people in the same room has an enormous value to Mm -hmm. it. Uh, However, right now getting people in the same room just isn't an option. So remote training is something that we're going to be putting out there and uh, we're going to do, I think, live kind of webinar sessions where your team, even though they're all at their own homes, can kind of hear each other and see each other. Uh, Or we're going to be putting up some static training where Mm -hmm. you can just watch the videos and follow along. So this Thursday, uh, this is going to be Thursday, March 26th, we're rolling out our first uh, remote business forum. Uh, with ABC. And so if you have interest in joining us, just go to our website or go to their website. We'll have a link in the show notes Mm -hmm. for how you can sign up. Uh, This is free, so there's no cost to it. And we're going to be... And you don't have to be an ABC member, correct? No, you don't have to be an ABC member. Uh, But of course, it's recommended in this tough time. Uh, We want to make sure that everybody has the resources that they need. Well, and if you're not an ABC member Mm -hmm. and you choose to opt in, you pay attention to the value that ABC is providing right now and think about whether being a member in the future might be 
something you're willing to do. Yeah, totally an option. Um, but so we're going to be rolling that out and it's going to provide some good outlet and good discussion for where we're at as a community and as a, a trade, um, as an industry. So we're looking forward to the number of people. I know that we've had a whole slew of signups. It's overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. Wendy Novak's email inbox. She had to <laughs> create a registration link. Um, but lots of good stuff coming, lots of exciting uh, stuff to, to pay attention to, and we're here to help you parse the chaos. Yeah, absolutely. And another point that I wanted to make is that if you, as many construction companies do, have N95 masks to spare, any kind of PPE that the hospitals are asking for, please consider going and donating that. Uh, our medical workers need that stuff right now and uh, it protects them and makes it so that they can keep us safe. So please consider doing that. I saw on LinkedIn a post from a handful of construction companies that are doing that right now and it's an excellent way to do your part and help out. Watch for it. Watch for it. A kid who lit toilets as part of the coronavirus challenge is now in the hospital with coronavirus. The guy who started the coronavirus challenge has been suspended from Twitter. Say that again. This is Kim on KUOW. Yeah. She's a reporter there. Yeah. Did you hear Donald Trump? talking up anti-malarial drugs as potential COVID-19 therapy today. Not on KUOW, you didn't, because we are no longer carrying his non-fact-checked horseshit marathon daily briefing spin live on air. Thanks, KUOW management, for this decision. That is amazing. Yeah. NPR said horseshit. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. has now passed 50,000 cases of the COVID-19 coronavirus. That is eight times the number we had a week ago. In another week, we're looking at 400,000 cases, more than the whole world has right now, unless we take strong measures to stop it. So somehow, for some reason, this came up in my feed. Tweeted by Missy Elliott. That's Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Yes. Super duper fly. Right. Before you go out in public, ask yourself, is it worth it? Can I work it? (laughs) Can I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it? Yes. Yes, Missy. (laughs) That's funny. Yes, it is. Thank you, Missy Elliott. You needed that today. (laughs) You needed that.